Ramble. I've been trying to explore ways to increase my creativity lately, and listening to audiobooks with Audible has been one of them. I've made it a daily habit to listen to Audible every day for the past few years now, and I can honestly say that I found a lot of inspiration on how to tell my stories through the titles I've listened to so far. Audible makes it so easy to listen to because it's pretty much hands-free, meaning I can listen to it as I'm driving, doing my skincare, or even when I'm cooking dinner. I don't need to set aside a specific time because I can pretty much listen listen to Audible whenever and wherever. Finding a new title to listen to is as easy as picking up my phone and scrolling through the app. They have thousands of titles to choose from, and you can easily sort by specific genres like romance, thrillers, or even nonfiction to find titles that pique your interest. Currently, I'm listening to First Lie Wins by Ashley Elston. The main character is Evie Porter, and she has the perfect life, a doting boyfriend, a white picket fence, and a fancy group of friends, except there's only one catch. Evie Porter doesn't exist. It's just a name given to her to complete her mission by Ryan Sumner, her boyfriend. I never want to pause this audiobook because it constantly has me trying to guess what's going to happen next. If you enjoy psychological thrillers that centers around a cat and mouse game, I definitely recommend listening to First Line Wins. But Audible offers way more than just audiobooks. You can listen to podcasts like ours on their platform. They even offer Audible originals like words and music. They have musicians like Mariah Carey and John Legend give us personal peeks into their lives as they explain how they bring their creative visions to life on Audible's original series, Words and Music. On top of that, they give raw performances on some of their favorite songs. If that's something that interests you, I definitely recommend signing up with Audible to browse their Words and Music original series. Audible members can keep one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New members can try Audible now, free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500-500. That's audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Welcome back to another Baking a Mystery. Today is baking another movie. This time, this movie. I don't think I've seen a movie like this where after watching this movie, I watched it one and a half times. What's the half? Um, I tried to rewatch it twice because I was like, you know what? I'll probably get more insightful information if I watch it again. And then my like just short attention span took over and then I couldn't finish it. It made me want to write in my anti-anxiety notebook. That's how intense this movie was. The last two days, since I rewatched that movie, I haven't been able to sleep. It's also like one of those situations where typically when I do any true crime cases or like crazy movies and I can't sleep, it's because, oh, it's about like a home invasion. It's like something related to like my deepest, darkest fears, right? But this one is not at all. I think honestly, the acting makes this movie. Today's movie is gonna be about The Call on Netflix. You guys were requesting it in the comments, so I Googled it and there is an American movie called The Call with Halle Berry and I was like, wow, the reviews are why do you guys want me to watch this? And then I realized that there's a 2020 Korean one, and I don't think that they're anyway related in terms of plot. So without further ado, we're just gonna jump right in. I'm gonna explain the whole movie, and then at the end, I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on it because and so many thoughts, dude. So many thoughts. So this all opens up with a young girl. Let's call her Hannah. I'm feeling a Hannah today. In the movie, I think her name was Hoihan, but we're just gonna call her Hannah. Completely unrelated. I love it. So Hannah, she's walking through this like little narrow bridge almost. It looks like she's headed into the countryside of South Korea. It's a South Korean movie. She's walking, and then all of a sudden, this van picks her up. She gets into the van. You're like, oh my god, she's getting kidnapped. Actually, no. Super nice man with 
with a super cute Pomeranian by the name of Strawberry. And we find out that this is a neighbor of her house and he owns this massive strawberry farm and he's just taking her home because he's gonna, she's gonna go back to her childhood home and figure out what's going on because her mom is now dying of cancer. Do y'all care? She's terminally ill. Uh, who do you think is winning? She's got the upper hand, that's for sure. If you guys wanna do a pay-per-view, this is the next YouTuber fight. Forget Jake Paul and Logan Paul boxing. I've got two dogs, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's actually called a dog ring and that's illegal. <laughs> Why do I look 50? Okay, so now that the dogs are fighting in our room, let's get back into the story. So she gets into this man's car and we find out that he's a neighbor of her childhood home. So she hasn't been living in this childhood home. It looks like this is like kind of a farmland area and she used to, now she's living in the city of South Korea. So she's going back home. He picks her up. He owns a strawberry farm. His dog is named and strawberries, so cute. And so they're driving and she keeps talking about how she left her phone. She thinks she left it on the train. She doesn't know what to do. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm not expecting any calls. Like, do you want to take my phone for the day? Like, imagine how amazingly nice that neighbor is. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm sure I can find some sort of landline in the house, which I feel like that kind of insinuates someone hasn't been living in the house full time. So she's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Now she gets dropped off at what we can assume is a really, really big house in the rural area. It kind Kind of looks a little bit off-putting because of how I wouldn't say modern like it's nothing like the parasite home but it's a really nice multi-level kind of a brick house type of vibe it doesn't look well cared for she gets out of the car she thanks him and she goes into the house now inside the house we immediately know that someone hasn't been living there like it's dusty there's like sheets over the furniture there's um what you call it there's like just dust everywhere and so she's going through the closets looking for this landline phone she finds it she whips out the landline she plugs that shit in i don't even know how she knows how it works but it does and in the meantime she pulls out her laptop and starts typing in like find my iphone so she finds her iphone she's able to call her phone using the landline and these men pick up and they're like hello and she's like Hello, uh, th th I'm the owner of this phone. Um, did, did I leave it on the KTX train? Like, is that what happened? And they're kind of whispering in the background. And they're like, well, is there reward money for it? Because, you know, it's a, it's a Samsung Galaxy Note, so... And she was like, what? Uh, no? And they go, oh, uh, we'll call you back. And they hang up. So it looks like they're not trying to give her her phone back. They're probably going to resell it or keep it for themselves because it's a Galaxy Note 9, they mentioned. And so she seems really upset by this. So she's searching for the Find My iPhone. She's trying to get that location. I don't know what she's going to do when she gets that location. It's a Find my phone. <laughs> I know that's like the most un-Korean thing of me to not have a Samsung. <laughs> yeah, my mom gets mad. My mom has a Samsung because she's like, you got to support the Koreans. But um, she's thinking about getting an iPhone. So she's a trader too. Continuing. <laughs> so she's like looking up, find my Samsung. She's like ready to fight these hoes. And then that landline that she had just connected in suddenly gets a call, which is odd because it's not like anyone was expecting a call, right? She picks it up and the person on the other line, we're going to find this out later, but I'm going to give her a name. Her name is Yasmin. In the movie, I think she's called like Uni or something. I'm really bad with Korean names, so we're going to call her Yasmin, okay? So Yasmin is on the phone and she just says, you were right. Mom's a crazy bit. I'm locked in the house right now. Um... I'm sorry, I think you have the wrong number. Who, who are you trying to reach? Oh, this isn't Sunny's shop? And then they hang up.
So that was kind of a weird scene. This is the first of many phone conversations that are gonna happen between Hannah and Yasmin. So then the next scene that we have Hannah at the hospital and this time she's visiting her mom who is a very famous actress, she's so pretty, and she has a brain tumor. So the doctor's explaining to her that they need to take her to a different specialist at a different hospital and they're gonna like dissect the brain tumor. There's a possibility that she could be paralyzed, not wake up from the surgery, there could be complications. Like it seems like a really intense vibe. Then she goes and she sits down with her mom and they're just cutting apples and it looks like they don't have a good relationship. Like it looks tense already. And the mom tells her, hey, since you're in town, why don't you go to the local cemetery and ask the manager what to do next? And so she says, you know, ask them if I should be buried next to dad, if that's easier, or if there's space, like how much does that cost? Or if I should be buried with dad, you know, like just can you find that stuff out? And Hannah looks at her mom and says, really, after what you did? you think you deserve to be buried next to dad? And her mom is like crying and it's like, don't, you, you're not supposed to say things like that. Like, don't talk like that. And it seems like the mom is heartbroken and we kind of get a glimpse of something's about to happen because she looks down at her mom's nails, which are painted. And she says in a very mean Korean tone, like even with everything going on right now, like you're still fucking doing that type of shit like painting her nails, which I think is really, really inconsiderate, Hannah, because like imagine you have a brain tumor and you're sitting in this hospital all day. Like if painting your nails brings you a little bit of happiness, I'm about to cry. I think that's so mean. And so she just leaves and her mom is crying in the hospital. So then Hannah goes back home and she's just hanging out when all of a sudden that landline phone rings again. So she goes, she picks it up and it's Yasmin. She says, Sunny, come over right now. I think my mom's trying to kill me. And she gives the address. And she's like, um, I think you have the wrong number. I don't know who Sunny is. Mm -hmm. And then there's silence on the other line. And then suddenly a change in voice. So Yasmin's voice was like, Sunny, like, please help me. Like, my mom's trying to kill me, right? Mm -hmm. And then it went to, bullshit. Are you doing this on purpose right now? And then they hang up. So she's like, okay, this is so weird. Like, this is so odd. Like, is someone f***ing with me? She looks up the address and she realizes it's the house that she's staying in right now. So she's like, what? Like, what? why? Yeah, so then that's when she's like, it must be a prank call. Like, this makes absolutely no sense. I know for a fact someone's just forking with me. Like, it must be some kids in town who are like, oh my god, let's call that creepy house that nobody's living in right that's now. Her own yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, that's just so weird. So then she ends up falling asleep on the couch with the TV playing. And this is when we realize that she has these massive burns on her legs, like just scarring all over her legs. And you kind of wonder, how the fork did you get that? Because it wasn't like a cute little like oopsie poopsie, I was playing volleyball and I slipped. Like it is an intense scar. So what is the story behind it? And that's when she starts hearing some noises coming from inside the house. So she gets up in the middle of the night and starts looking around with a fucking flashlight. The electricity is running in other parts of the house. You got the TV on, but you got a flashlight the whole experience? Why? And so she's like flashlighting through the hallways and she's looking around and then all of a sudden we hear a hammering noise and it's Hannah deciding randomly in the middle of the night that when she is woken up by noise of someone probably intruding in her house that she's going to hang up her family portrait because eh, I'm already up anyway. So she's hammering at the end of this very long, creepy hallway. There's like just a dead end, like a dead end wall. And she's starting to hammer up a photo of her, her dad and her mom, right? When they were young. And so she's hammering up that photo 
when the nail is getting through and it just slips in. So she's like, that's weird. Like that doesn't happen with walls, you know? Mm-hmm. So then there's like a little hole. So she grabs another nail and she slips it in and she was expecting to hear like a right? But she hears it clattering down what sounds like stairs. So she looks through the hole, she grabs her hammer and busts that down. She busts it down Tatiana and suddenly there's just a hole in a stairway in front of her. Another parasite. Another parasite. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) And so then she decides to go downstairs. Who decides that? I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm upset with Hannah because you were asking for it, sis. So she goes down the stairs and it's like a long, creepy bunker. Like it's not finished st- stairs. It's not like carpeted. It's not, you know, anything. It just looks like like a weird cellar, like kind of like a bunker. So she goes all the way down the stairs and what she sees is just this wooden chair and a teddy bear on top of it, like a wooden chair in the middle of a room. There's some tiling on the other side, which indicates maybe it was used, you know, for like washroom purposes maybe there was a bathtub at one point there's some tiling but there's no longer like any restroom like it's just weird right and then she hears another noise coming from inside of a box in the corner of this new room that she just discovered she walks over to that box she opens it up and inside she finds a journal she starts reading the journal the first entry of this journal was August 27th, 1999. So this movie was filmed in 2019, but I'm just going to call it 2020 because it's just easier, right? So 1999 and this is now 2020. So she's like, when did this exist? Like we moved in here probably 1999. So how did we not know this part of the house existed? So she brings the journal up, fire flooding repels ghosts. Plagued bathroom should be burnt in secret. Mother has set me on fire. Bits. So as she's reading this journal, a picture falls out of the journal and it's of a girl that was taken November 27th, 19, November 26th, 1999. And it's, she just looks like a, maybe like 25-ish and she looks kind of cute. And this picture falls out and we can presume that this is the owner of the journal. So she walks over to the strawberry farm and she shows him the picture. And she also asks, was there a shaman living in that house? Like, who is this person? You know, I found this in our house. I don't understand what's going on. And the strawberry man, originally in the opening scene, he was like this really nice inviting person. And suddenly he looks really uncomfortable. So he's just like, oh, that that was a million years ago. Um, And you know, her name is Yasmin. She's not, she's, she's not a shaman her, her mom was a shaman and so a shaman I think the way that they were using the word shaman was to indicate someone who practiced a lot of things with like maybe pertaining to either rituals or it could be of more of like a witch nature which is what this movie made it seem like right so um it's it's just someone who practices a lot of rituals spiritual rituals and so she's like oh her mom was a shaman her name's Yasmin Interesting. Um, okay, thanks. She goes back home. And as she's walking through the town with this picture of Yasmin, which by the way, she doesn't know that the person calling her is Yasmin yet. They, she hasn't told her her name. So she's just thinking like, huh, that's so weird. Like, I wonder if I could find their address, you know, return the picture and the journal back. And as she's walking past, she passes this really old, almost abandoned looking shop. And it says, Sunny Shop. And she sees this old lady sitting out there just looking beat up. Like, you know, when you see someone and you're like, damn, life put them through some sh- this is one of those ajumas that you would see and kind of think those things. So she looked just defeated. She was smoking a cigarette and she didn't look happy to be there. And she was like, sunny shop. 
She kept asking about Sunny's shop. So she's about to go say something to the owner, but she decides against it because like I said, you know, she didn't look like she was ready to have a conversation. And so she walks all the way back home and she gets another call. Sunny, please come help me, hurry, please. And it sounds like the other person on the other line is running somewhere. Mom's trying to light me on fire. She's trying to burn me alive. She's crazy. And then more running and then screaming and agonizing screaming. And during this, we get flashbacks to when Yasmin was in the house, in the basement, on that wooden chair, tied up, getting beat by her mom, who's staring at a fire. And we also see her trying to escape, run up the stairs that she had just built the hole through, right? Uh And for some reason, Hannah sees like little flames on the staircase. Very creepy. So Hannah, the next morning, she looks like she hasn't slept at all. So this time she's finally in a bedroom. I feel like most of the movie this far, we've seen her in like the living room, the hallway, outside in the strawberry fields. But now she's in a bedroom and she looks freaking tired. She looks like she's seen some shit, been through some shit. She's experiencing a lot right now. And that's when she gets another call. And it's Yasmin. And she says, are you really going to be like this? Why didn't you come yesterday? I could have died. And she says, hey, um, what, what was your address again? And she confirms it's the same address, the same house. They're technically in the same house. Hannah says, listen, um, I, I was going through some old stuff and I, I think I found your picture from, the date is November 26, 1999. Silence. And Yasmin says, wait, it's only the 18th today. Okay, this Yasmin, listen, I think this is going to sound really crazy, but I think we're living in the same house at the same time. And I don't know how that works, but I think so. And that's when we see Yasmin in the same room on the phone. Yasmin's looking out the window. She's like, what the fork? Like, this this is crazy. Like, are you watching me? Like, what are you, what's wrong with you, right? And she says, no, 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 I found your journal. And she even recites the last entry she could have made. Like, if it was November 18th at this point, then she had an entry November 17th. And she said, is this the first sentence of your entry? And so Yasmin's getting creeped out. She's like, are you here right now? Like, what's going on, right? And she says, no, you just have to believe me. I think we're living in the same house, maybe not the same time. And Yasmin's just getting confused. And Yasmin's like, okay, well, sorry, I think I have the wrong number. And just as she's about to hang up, Hannah's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. And she Googles November 18th, 1999 and says, listen, listen, tonight, tonight there's going to be a massive plane accident at Kimpo Airport. A plane's going to crash at the airport, okay? Just call me later. A plane is going to crash at Kimpo Airport. And Yasmin looks at her old phone and she hangs up. So then now we finally cut to Yasmin. And this feels like the real first proper like cut back to Yasmin. Well, I don't even know what to say. So this movie, I'm just going to preface it. It is, they are connected by the landline in the house. So that same house, for some reason, they're able to talk between 1999 and 2020. But there's no time travel. So this whole movie, they're not going back and forth in time. It's almost like whatever happens in 1999 will affect what happens in 2020. But you can't make something happen in 2020 affect 1999 and that's going to become important later because they're friends now but we'll see in a minute so then this is our first real experience with yasmin and at first you think yasmin is kind of like this victim you know she's about to get set on fire by her mom i mean that sounds like the ultimate victim no but um she's a little weird so she's eating dinner on this massive dining table with her mom and her mom looks really scary like her mom looks like she could she could karen a karen in 0.2 seconds like she looks really really mean right 
right? And she wears all black. She looks really sleek. She looks like she could throw some holy water in your eyeballs. And so she's sitting there feeding her all of this like nasty food. And Yasmin is just staring at like, at, like these like KFC fried chicken commercials on this tiny little old 1999 TV, right? And she's like, does this it even work like how do you like you call this food does this even work how do you know for sure and her mom looks at her and says do you want to go back to the mental institution do you want to end up just like your own mom eat the fucking food so we find out that this is her stepmom and that her biological mom probably had some mental illnesses or is institutionalized right now. And so she almost says it as like a threat of like, do you want to end up like your mom, which is really insulting. And so Yasmin says, you're right. And she puts down her utensils and she stares directly at her stepmom and starts fisting the food into her face while maintaining this creepy eye contact. And you can tell immediately something ain't right with Yasmin. Like she's eating her hair at this point. She is such a creepy actress, okay? Like amazing. So she's shoveling this food in her mouth while she's making eye contact. And her stepmom is like, Yasmin, Yasmin. And she walks over there, snatches her by her hair, and starts tying it up so that she can't eat her hair with the food, right? And the food is not really food. It looks like lots of like medicinal herbs and stuff. And she's just like eating it like this. And she's tying her hair up and she says, don't worry, you're gonna feel a lot better. The feng shui in this house is just a little off, that's why. And she ties her hair up and Yasmin is just still staring, shoving food into her mouth. And then all of a sudden on the TV, she sees that there is breaking news. There's been a plane crash at Kimpo Airport. And she drops all her food and she's just staring at the TV because what the fork? What the fork does this mean? So she immediately runs into her room. She grabs her phone and she immediately calls Hannah and she's like, what the fork is going on? How did you know? Like, who are you? What's your name? And she's like, my name is Hannah. And they just start getting to know each other. So Yasmin's like, I'm 28. Hannah's like, me too, be it. And Yasmin is like, yeah, well, I was born in 1972. And she's like, oh, well, I was born a lot later than that, but... I mean, technically, we're both 28 when we're talking to each other. And they just start bonding over random shit. Like, literally, Yasmin is like, this is my favorite artist. And Hannah's like, really? And she starts playing a song on her computer through the phone. And she's like, oh, I don't think... Oh, this, oh, never mind. This wasn't released until like 2005. They had like a comeback. And so she's like listening to songs that the artist hasn't even produced yet in 1999. So she's like, I mean, it, it does sound like them. Like, how are you playing this? Is it like on like a Walkman? And she's like, what's a Walkman? No, I'm playing it on my computer. Computer? Yeah, I mean, you could play it on your phone too if you want. You can play music on your phone? Yeah, it's like you can also like Google stuff. There's like a computer inside of your phone these days. What? And you can even do like huasang chat, which is like video call. Video call? And she just sounds amazed. And they kind of sound like they're starting this friendship and Hannah's like, well, is there anything else you're curious about? And it seems like Hannah's like this really nice person. She kind of wants to like, I don't know if it's knowing something someone else doesn't know or the fascination both ways, but she's just very eager. She's like, is there anything else you're curious about? And Yasmin's like, well, I guess I'm curious about me. Oh, oh my God. Holy shit. I could just Google you. Like I could see what you're doing in 2020. Like I could see like what your job is, where you're working, where you're living. Like, do you want me to do that? No, 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 no. that's bad luck. My mom says I'm, I already have no good future ahead of me anyway. She says my future is cursed. It's really dumb, whatever. 
She says I'm gonna end up just like my biological mom. She never lets me out of the house. She locks me in here. She won't let me even see anyone. She thinks something's wrong with me. Whatever. She's not my real mom. My real mom's dead anyway. Oh. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not like you killed her. Yeah, well, I know how you feel. My dad's dead. There was a fire in 1999, and my mom had left the house with the stove on, and it burnt down the apartment, and my dad died in the fire. I was there. I lived, though. Wait. Yasmin? What day did you say it was over there? Yasmin looks out her door, and she's like, holy my mom's coming upstairs. I gotta call you back later. She's like, I, I promise I'll call you back. Bye, right? And she hangs up. And Hannah's like, wait, wait, wait. So now it seems like kind of the tables have turned. Now Hannah's thinking something. And I'm sure you and I are thinking the same freaking thing. What is it? Preventing Hannah's dad's death. Why would she want that? It's changing histories. But Hannah doesn't care. She wants her dad. So now we go back to Yasmin's house. And this was November 21st, 1999. And we know this because they have like those giant calendars on the wall that you rip off a piece of paper. And it looks like Yasmin's mom is packing up the house. So it seems like they're trying to sell the house. They're trying to look for new buyers, etc., etc. And then all of a sudden they get a knock on the door. The stepmom, Yasmin's mom, opens the door and it's a realtor. And this is when we see, we know that this is Hannah and Hannah's parents because we remember Hannah's mom, right? We don't know what Hannah's dad looks like until now, but he's alive at this moment. November 21st, 1999, he's alive. And so is her mom. Her mom is healthy. And we see a baby Hannah. She looks like maybe she's like 12 years old. And they're walking through the house. The realtor is showing them the house. The stepmom is following them. And they're talking about like, oh, this is how many bedrooms it has. It's like 3,500 square feet, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, you know, why, why are you trying to move to the countryside? And he said, oh, I want to start like a flower farm. Like, that's my dream. And he's like, oh, that's gonna be hard for city folk like you. You guys are gonna get bored here. And he says, no, no, no. Like I'm usually from the countryside. So I'm used to it. We don't like the city. And so, you know, Hannah, young Hannah, she's like running around exploring and then they make it upstairs and Hannah gets upstairs first. And that's when we see the same hallway. But this time that hallway that she had broken down the wall to see the stairs was covered up by like a dresser. And it looks really off-putting. And I don't know if this was just like the camera work, the director work, but it looks a little weird. Like why is there a dresser there like it's a creepy ass dresser dude and so the dresser's just there and she's staring at it and then she's like what's that room and she points at the room next to the dresser this is also the same room that she's gonna be sleeping in as older hannah and the stepmom is like oh that's my daughter's room can can we see it the realtor's like well and show them because don't you want to sell your house you know and so she's like okay she walks over there and she knocks on the door and she's like yeah Yoda, which is like, can open the door. Like, you know, when your mom's talking to you like that, it's like not good. And so Yasmin walks out there, walks out of the room, and she looks crazy. And Hannah, 12 year old Hannah, she grabs her dad's arm and she goes, That Oni looks scary. And Yasmin walks over to her. What did you say your name was? Hannah. And she runs into her room. And the stepmom is like, sorry, you know. And they, they proceed to tour the rest of the house. And you see older Hannah sleeping in bed. And the phone is ringing. And she picks it up. And Yasmin's like, you better fucking get up right now. Like, I don't care if you're sleeping. I don't care if you're milking a cow. Like, you better get up right now. Listen, listen, listen. Shut up, listen. And she listens on the phone. And she hears her dad's voice touring the house. And how, how many bathrooms did you say it was, you know? And she starts bawling 
her eyes out and she's trying to get the courage and we can tell already that she's trying to get the courage to ask Yasmin if she can do her the world's biggest favor when Yasmin says I kind of have a fun idea and she says don't you think I could bring your ba dad back to life and she's laying in bed and Yasmin just smiles and Hannah's crying on the phone so like it's really weird so far, Yasmin's a weirdo, okay? So then November 27, 1999 was when her dad died. What day is that? My birthday. What day is it right now in this? Oh, in there. Yeah. It's that day? That day. November 27, 1999. They hadn't moved into the house yet. They had actually been living in the apartment. So that's where it burned down. So she had given her the address. They had this whole plan. So in the morning, Yasmin's mom had gone out to their chicken coop to get some chicken eggs, right? And it, we can already tell that she locks up the door from the inside. Like she padlocks the door from the inside. Why would you do that? Only when you want someone from the inside not be able to get out. Like that's creepy. You usually lock your doors so no one from the outside can get in. But she locks it both ways. So that's like the first indicator that either something's wrong with Yasmin or something's so terribly wrong with the stepmom that she's like an abusive, crazy stepmom, right? Um, which you kind of lean towards the latter because Yasmin looks young, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So why are you abusing her? Why are you throwing water on her, saying it's holy water, etc. So then she's able to sneak out. She's running. She gets onto a bus. She makes it to the city and she had all these directions. So she said that that day, Hannah's mom, young Hannah's mom was sitting there while young Hannah was watching TV painting her nails and she was so distracted with like her nails and going out to run errands that she had left the gas on and left now Hannah young Hannah's dad was sleeping and young Hannah was watching TV and everything caught on fire and she was able to run out but because the dad was asleep he ended up burning to death so then we see Yasmin sneak into the house jiggle open the door and actually get into the apartment and we can kind of presume that she saved the dad because now old Hannah she's looking down at her leg and she feels it becoming really itchy right so she looks down and her scar is disappearing, like into her flesh. And she looks around and suddenly she's awoken in the same room, but it's like a completely different room now. It's no longer this like old unkept room with like old furniture, dusty furniture. It looks renovated, it looks modern, it looks well-kept, well-maintained. She walks down the stairs, it's the same house, but it looks completely like modern, like renovated and just weird. She sees pictures of her, her mom and her dad everywhere and it seems like her dad is older than he was when he died. So she freaks out she makes it to the backyard and she sees this ginormous greenhouse in the back she walks into the greenhouse and she sees her mom who's originally was at the hospital with brain cancer now just like watering flowers and she's like oh my god hannah you're finally awake like stop sleeping during your break and why don't you help we're so busy right now and she keeps watering the flowers and she's like what's wrong why do you look like that and then all of a sudden she hears a voice Hannah, Hannah, come look at this. Look at this. I found a frog. And she looks up and it's her dad. And he looks older and he's looking at her like, isn't this so cool? And she's crying. And he's like, what's wrong? You don't like frogs? Like, what's going on? Why are you crying? And the two parents are looking at each other like, 
do you know what's wrong with her? No, that's your kid, you know? And they're just like, are you okay? And she's like giving them a hug. She's like bawling her eyes out. She's wearing like this pink dress and it's just like a completely different life that she's living, right? They're eating dinner. She's just staring at them during dinner, the mom and the dad. And it's really cute because it seems like the mom really loves the dad. Like they're both like, they're not fighting. She's like, oh, he's like, this soup is so good. And she's like, isn't it? I got a new soybean paste. And I'm telling you, it's so much fresher with this new soybean paste. And they're just like talking like really cutesy about it and he's like no wonder i knew you were doing something different and she's just watching them and she's like so in love with her new life and so older hannah calls yasmin or new hannah calls yasmin and i call her new hannah because it seems like her life has changed you know she's like a completely different person she just acts different a little bit and so new hannah calls yasmin and she's just crying like just thanking her so much you know and she's saying things like you know did you get into a lot of trouble i'm so sorry like you must have gotten into so much trouble for this like i owe you my life like thank you so much and she's bawling and yasmin on the other line she's just sitting there going it worked fascinating so it's a very interesting, I mean, like, I guess, like, that's the reaction I would have if I didn't care for the dad, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it, but it's just very interesting because they're, like, completely on two different wavelengths right now. And so then you have new Hannah's life. She's getting her nails painted by her mom. She has an amazing relationship with her mom now because now she doesn't have this resentment that her mom is the reason that her dad is dead. So they're getting along amazingly. The dad and the mom are getting along. They're going out to dinners. And she's constantly talking to Yasmin on the phone. And it seems like a lot of it is coming from, like, I owe this bitch, you know? So she would play her all this new music and Yasmin would be on the other line putting her phone next to a cassette player so that she can listen to it later, right? Recording it. And it's like this whole thing. Yasmin would draw a, like a hand outline on the closet and suddenly it would appear in Hannah's closet. And she would put her hand up next to it. Yasmin would go and she would like... um dig up a hole in the backyard and put in a bunch of snacks from 1999, right? And she would open it up at the same time that she had put it in, but this time now it's like decomposed and like nasty, right? And she would scream and jump, right? And be like, oh, this is disgusting, right? And so they were just having a lot of fun and Yasmin would constantly be on the phone talking to her about like, oh, because it seems like Yasmin has no friends. Like Yasmin's not allowed in the house. We don't even think she went to school because, you know, her stepmom seems really crazy. Like we don't know. And she's just eating gummy bears on the phone with Hannah. Now what's interesting is that Yasmin eats gummy bears in a very, very particular way. She only rips off the heads of the gummy bears and leaves all the bodies. Creepy. Very creepy. Like, it's not even like, okay, it's one thing to like pick out all the green ones, but like to just rip off all the heads and not the bodies. There's more meat in the bodies. That's where the juice is. Girl, you're doing it all wrong. It's all thickums down there. Now, then we see their friendship kind of progress to not be as nice. So they were constantly talking all the time. And then Hannah, new Hannah, was just getting really swept up in their life. Like, she had to run this flower farm now with her family. Like, she had a new life. She had so much catching up to do. She had, she just wanted to spend time with her dad, you know? And so she'd be like, oh, like, I'll call you back later, Yasmin. And she would hang up. And then she wouldn't call her back for, like, days because she'd be going out and, like, going to vacations with her family. And Yasmin was really pissed off by this. So Yasmin, you can see her getting a little bit more tense and then finally hannah gets home from like going out to dinner with her parents and she hears the phone ring so she runs up all the way upstairs and she says oh my god hello like how are you right and yasmin says what's wrong with you you told me you'd call me right back oh sorry i went out to dinner with my with my parents i'm so sorry oh man fuck, i'm sorry 
And Yasmin starts laughing. But it's kind of like a creepy laugh. Like, it's not like, oh, like, yeah, I was being dramatic. It's kind of like a, <laughs> like a very crazy, nothing's really that funny. And you can see that Hannah's kind of confused at first. You know, what kind of laugh is this? And then Hannah, out of, I don't know if it's like freaking discomfort or because just purely she's got a laugh, she starts laughing along with her and she lays down and she goes, okay, like, you're laughing, thank God, like, I thought you were mad. And then the laughing stops. And she just hears like this aggressive breathing. Like, God damn it. You f***ing bitch. What? You f***ing bitch. And she keeps screaming. Now she's screaming at the top of her lungs at Hannah. You f***ing bitch. And she sounds like she's having like a mental breakdown, like she's shrieking on the other line. And Hannah's listening to her crying because she doesn't know what the hell is going on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when all of a sudden she hears the door open. She hears her stepmom, Yasmin's stepmom, like beating her up. And then she hears Yasmin's stepmom get on the phone and say, who are you? Why are you talking to Yasmin? Don't ever call her again. Don't ever talk to her or else you'll get hurt and she hangs up the phone. Then we see Yasmin get dragged into that same basement, which now we can conclude was used by the stepmom for like her rituals. It seems like she was hiding it even from like the real estate agent because she was purely using it for rituals. And I'm sure that like 1999, there was probably a stigma behind it of like, um, I don't think I want like a witch's house, you know? And so nobody knew it existed. So she dragged her down there, tied her up to that wooden chair that we saw that was just sitting in the middle of the room and started whipping her, started splashing her with like powder and water and then you see her I mean it really looked like an exorcism honestly I think that's what it looked like and you see Yasmin just screaming and she's like kind of like having a seizure she's shaking and she's just screaming I'm sorry mom like I'm sorry I'm sorry mom please stop please stop and then you see Hannah wake up and it seems like Hannah had dreamed this as well so we kind of conclude that it probably did happen you know it's not like oh it's just Hannah's dream like the last freaking bam that I did because I'm so upset about those freaking nightmares you know but it's seems like it actually happened. So then this is when Hannah decides to start Googling Yasmin because she's starting to get alarmed by Yasmin's behavior. You know, Yasmin doesn't seem like a normal person anymore. Like, how are you going to scream at me shrieking like that just because I went out to dinner with my freaking parents? Like, not even like we're dating and I'm cheating on you. Like, with my mom and my dad, right? So she gets upset. She starts Facebooking literally every Yasmin that she can find. She cannot find anything. Facebook, Instagram, like, she's tried it all. She did the FBI stalking. Nothing is showing up. So she freaks out and she decides to Google the home address instead because that makes a little bit more sense, right? So she Googles the home address and we are greeted with an article that says shaman practicing stepmom murders stepdaughter in exorcism gone wrong. And we see the picture and it is sure indeed the stepmom being arrested in front of that house. So she's like, holy fork. Now that same day, her phone rings again and it's Yasmin and she's just breathing on the other line. And Hannah is like, listen, I need to help her. She helped me and she was just trying to be a good person. Like it's one thing to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be friends, but I also don't want you to be murdered by your stepmom. And so she tells her, listen, you need to listen to me, okay? I know you're mad at me, but I think you're gonna die soon. I think you're gonna die soon. It says that your mom killed you I think today, it says that your mom's gonna kill you tonight in an exorcism gone wrong. You've died in this house already. You've died in this house already. And Yasmin says, what? And she hangs up. 
Now that night, we're back in 1999 and we see Yasmin's stepmom walk over to a fish tank that they had in their house and she sticks her hand inside the fish tank into the gravel at the bottom and picks up a dagger. And she's speaking in tongues and she's walking up to Yasmin's room and she opens the door and she grabs it while she's speaking in tongues and starts stabbing the bed. And then she lifts the blanket up and it's a teddy bear. And she looks behind her and Yasmin's standing there and says, why did you do that? Why did you kill me? And she starts screaming, why did you kill me? Why did you kill me? And then after she's done screaming, she just starts hysterically laughing again. And then she says, it doesn't matter. And she grabs a fire extinguisher and sprays it all over the room and directly in the stepmom's face, might I add. And she starts coughing. She ends up dropping the dagger. And Yasmin goes, picks up the dagger and asks her, why did you kill me? And she starts speaking in tongues. And she says, this shit again? And just starts violently stabbing her stepmom to death. Then she calls Hannah. And Hannah says, Hello? Oh, thank God, it's you. Are you okay? Like, what happened? I was so worried. Oh, my God. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, thanks for letting me know. It was just a small misunderstanding. We cleared it up. Yeah, we're good now. Are you sure? Are you sure she's not going to try to do it again? No, 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 no. It was just a misunderstanding. We're, we're on good terms. It feels really good to clear the air. Are you sure? You sound a little weird. Are you sure you're okay, Yasmin? Actually, never been better. I kind of feel reborn. I feel like it's my birthday today or something. Anyways, I'll talk to you later. I've got some things to do. And then we see Yasmin go out into the wild for what we can presume to be like once in a couple of times. Like she went out to go save Hannah's dad, but we haven't really seen her outside ever since, right? So she goes out and the first place she goes to is that place that she was watching the chicken commercial and she is scaring the out of everyone remember when she was eating those nasty foods that her stepmom gave her and she's like watching the chicken commercial looking like like i want some chicken bits and she goes to the chicken shop and everyone is leaving the chicken shop because of her like bad for business because she's literally got all the sauce all on her face she's eating her hair again with the chicken like just double fisting the chicken you know my sister right now because she's pregnant <laughs> i love it and so she's like just eating the chicken like a crazy person and then she walks out of there wipes her mouth with her hand and starts skipping around and everyone just kind of looks at her like she's a little bit crazy i mean i mean she's she looks a little crazy not like too crazy but like a little crazy and so she's skipping around and she stops and stares at this clothing store now she looks like she's about to go inside and buy some new clothes seems like a regular normal thing to do now we get back to new hannah she's wearing another pink dress and she opens the door and the strawberry man is there and he says it's strawberry season and the parents are like oh my god you do this every year you don't have to and he's got boxes of strawberries and he says here let me put them in the fridge right now they're the sweetest right now we gotta wash them right now and she's like oh my gosh she's like enjoying her time he's talking about how he doesn't have time for a girlfriend because strawberries are his life blah 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 and he's just a sweet sweet person so then we go back to 1999 and yasmin finally goes home and she's got like this pink wig on and this pink dress and she too gets a knock on her door and it's a much younger strawberry man i'm talking like he looks like fresh in his 20s strawberry man and he's knocking on the door and he says uh oh and she looks at him and goes what you think i'm pretty and she's just a little weird like she says things that are probably 
so not just socially awkward but just like kind of a little odd like if I knocked on the door and you opened it and I wasn't expecting you to open it I wouldn't be like you think I'm pretty or something you know I'd just be like oh sorry like why are you here you know who are you who are you looking for this is my house right and so um he was just like uh, uh, it, it, where's your mom I, I'm just dropping off some sh- strawberries for the neighbors um I, is your mom home? Why don't you come inside and put the strawberries down? So then he goes inside the house and he puts the strawberries down and he's looking around. And it's just a very creepy house, right? And she's like, I have something to show you. And she pulls up two dresses and she says, this one or this one? I, I'm sorry, I don't really know stuff like this. I, I, I'm just a strawberry farmer. Um, I don't know anything about fashion. I, I don't know how to help you. That's okay, I'll try both of them on for you. And so he's just looking around nervous and he says, she walks away and he's like I guess I'll just put the strawberries in the fridge and he goes over to the fridge opens it up and inside of it I'm having flashbacks to Bluebeard or just a bunch of black plastic bags and he says oh man okay so let me try to make some space and one of them tumbles out and he goes to grab it and he looks inside and it's tangled blood with hair and fingers and he starts screaming And she walks over and she says, now why did you have to go and open that? (sighs) Stay right here, strawberry man. And she walks and you can see her in the background while he's screaming on the kitchen floor, grabbing her fire extinguisher. So then now we flash forward to 2020, Happy Hannah. Happy Hannah is just eating strawberries with Strawberry Man and the parents when all of a sudden she gets a phone call from upstairs. So she runs back upstairs and she picks up the call expecting it to be Yasmin, but it's not Yasmin. It was the Strawberry Man from 1999 trying to dial 911, but for some reason it kept directing to 2020, right? And so, oh my God, fuck 2020. (laughs) And so, um... She picks up and she just hears a man's voice going, she's going to kill me, please. You need to come get me, help me. And then you hear like a splat. And Hannah's listening. And she also hears Yasmin's voice saying, shit, and all my new clothes too, huh? Very concerning, but not necessarily like, not necessarily definitive of what happened in Hannah's mind. She's just like a little bit like, that was weird. And she hangs up the phone and she's like, gotta eat some more strawberries, right? And she walks downstairs to go to the eat strawberries with Strawberry Man and nobody's there. So she's like, mom, dad, what happened to Strawberry Guy? Who? Strawberry Man, he, he just dropped off the strawberries. What's wrong with you guys? What are you talking about? She runs over to the fridge. She opens it. There's no strawberries. So she freaks out and she starts running to the strawberry farm that she had been to so many times. She had even asked the picture of, you know, Mm -hmm. before all of this happened, before her dad came back to life. And it was just an abandoned field. So she starts running around asking if anyone knows the strawberry man. And everyone's like, we have a strawberry field here? Where? And so she runs to the police station and starts asking what happened to the strawberry man. And the new detective is like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. Like, you, you've got some issues. And the old detective goes, why are you looking for someone who was murdered decades ago? What? He pulls out this journal that was from the records of 1999. And inside of it is a picture of Yasmin. And she was arrested for murdering and mutilating Strawberry Man. So she's like, what the fork, right? Now we go back to 1999 Yasmin, right? She is mutilating the 
out of them and she gets a knock on the door that's when the police end up showing up and she opens the door and they're like hey uh is your mom home we need to talk we're we're just trying to ask around the neighborhood because strawberry man's been missing right and she says strawberry man oh i don't know who that is sorry and she's about to close the door when the detective stops her and says you have strawberries right there the strawberry man was passing out strawberries to all the neighbors yesterday oh my mom must have grabbed them i've, I've never met him can we talk to your mom yeah, well, you could have, but um, she's out of town right now. She left like two days ago. She won't be back for a while. But he was passing out strawberries yesterday. Did I say two days ago? I met yesterday. Why, what's the deal? Has someone been murdered or something? No, we're just looking around. We haven't seen him. And so, I mean, it seems like Yasmin is really aggressive, but she's not really smart because first of all, like all these small lies of like my mom left two days ago, but the strawberry man was passing out strawberries yesterday, but then also coupled with the fact that she's like, did someone get murdered? <laughs> you know, it seems like definitely something's wrong with her. Like even if you were a very smart serial killer, you wouldn't be like, why was someone dismembered and located in a fridge currently is that why you guys are going around asking questions naughty naughty like it's just a weird vibe that you're giving off yasmin so she seems like beyond beyond that point she seems crazy crazy right and so she's like why why what's going on and so then now we flash forward to happy hannah in 2020 and she's going to sunny's market because she's getting concerned now she goes to sunny's mart and she starts talking to sunny the owner and she's an old lady and she says listen I used to go over to their house and sneak the little girl that used to live there, Yasmin, um, a bunch of like candy and chips and stuff because I felt so bad. Like her mom was, it seemed like her stepmom was abusive and her stepmom didn't like her because, you know, it's not her biological daughter. But I was wrong. If it weren't for that stepmom, I, I would be dead right now. And she lifts up her legs and shows massive scars all over her legs. We don't really get an answer to it. Now we go back to Happy Hannah calling Yasmin in her house, right? And she says, did you do it? Did you kill your mom and the strawberry man? Did you fucking do it? What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And we see Yasmin soaking the black plastic bags in her sink. So I don't know if she's trying to drain them of the blood, but you've just got black plastic bags filled with dismembered bodies in her sink and she's on the phone and she's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And she reads the news article, serial killer Yasmin sentenced to life for murders. What? You're telling me I'm going to spend the rest of my fucking life in jail now that I finally feel free? And Hannah's like, th that, that's your response right now? So you killed them? Yeah, Hannah's really dumb. So then Yasmin says, well, I'm going to need you to find out the, how the police caught me. You didn't forget, did you? I saved your dad. Hannah hangs up the phone. Yasmin starts punching the dismembered body's bags in her sink because she's pissed that Hannah hung up the phone. Y'all ever meet those people who like get genuinely physically or aggressively angry when you don't like text them back or like call them or pick up the phone? You gotta avoid those people with all cost in your entire life. They are so scary. And Yasmin calls her back and says, you fucking bitch, how dare you hang up on me after what I've done for you? What kind of ungrateful little C-U-N-T are you, bits? How did, where did you learn these manners? And she just starts screaming. Hannah, she's sitting there crying, trembling, and she hangs up again. And Yasmin beats up the bags of human meat. And she starts screaming, you fucking bitch, while she's punching those bags of human meat because Hannah has hung up on her twice now. Now, 
Hannah, she's crying, she's trembling. She goes to disconnect the line before Yasmin can call again. And that's when we realize it was never plugged in. What? So she starts crying some more. So 1999, we have the police station trying to get records for Yasmin because they had just gone back from Yasmin's house and they're like, she's sketchy AF. Like she said yesterday, two days ago, she got strawberries. Like she a weirdo, right? And they were able to pull up her records. They got faxed records from the mental institution. And that's when we find out that Yasmin has borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. So it just kind of insinuates that she is probably a sociopath, probably capable of being a serial killer. So then the police are like, okay, we need to look into this a little bit more. Now, at the same time, Yasmin in 1999 is constantly calling Hannah because she needs to figure out what the police know and how they caught her. Because at this point, she hasn't been caught yet. So what, what gave her away? Did they find the bodies? Did they find the murder weapon? Like, what happened? And she's not picking up the phone and she's getting more and more pissed. And she's like, pick up the phone, Hannah, pick up the phone. And she gets a knock on the door and she starts laughing because what the fuck? It's... 1999, Hannah's dad and young Hannah. Oh my and she opens God. the door and Hannah's dad says, oh, we were supposed to have a viewing today again, uh, but your, your mom hasn't been picking up. And she says, oh, she's not picking up? And she turns around and she screams, Amma! Oh, I think she um, probably fell asleep. Why don't you guys come in and I'll go wake her up? So then at this point, Happy Hannah is in the car with her dad and she seems literally distracted. She seems like she's distracted about what's going on with the phone calls and all of that jazz. And she takes over driving for her dad. She's driving through this tunnel. She's just having regular conversations with him. And 1999 Yasmin is walking in the background while he's eating some cookies. Yeah, Hannah's dad is eating some cookies with young Hannah, waiting for the stepmom to come downstairs. Oh, the dead, dismembered stepmom to come downstairs. And we see Yasmin in the background grabbing a fire extinguisher. And she extinguishes the shit out of Hannah's dad and stabs him to death. We also know this because suddenly reality starts changing in 2020, where Hannah, she sees, she looks to her right because she had asked her dad a question and he's not there anymore. And then slowly, the car starts disappearing and she wakes up just in the middle of the tunnel with no dad and no car. She homeless? I mean, the home is still there and her mom's still there. Okay. But like reality has changed once again. She has lost her dad for the second time, right? Uh -huh. And then we cut to 1999 Yasmin and young Hannah and young Hannah is screaming and crying because she sees blood everywhere and she sees Yasmin stabbing her dad. And Yasmin gets up and goes over to young Hannah, grabs her by the shoulders and said, why don't you just pick up the phone? Look at what you did. Now look at how messy my house is. And so then now we have the new Hannah, not happy Hannah, 2.0, Hannah 2.0, okay? Hannah 2.0 runs back to the house and this time it is worse than the opening scene of the movie. So like we had the modern house when the dad was alive and then we had the opening scene of the movie where it was like, oh, it's just a little bit untaken care of. And now it seems more like an abandoned house for some reason. And she goes inside, like the floorboards are all picked up and she sees writing on the floor that says, Hannah, pick up the phone and so finally she hears a call she searches all throughout the house for the landline she picks it up and hannah starts screaming what have you done to my dad what have you done to my dad and she says i told you not to hang up on me but you know you know what they say about chickens when you cut their head off that they still move around your dad's kind of like a chicken huh and so this is the first time you see real emotion from hannah and she's like you f***ing bitch 
which is crazy because the actress who plays this, um, she's like the lead character of Heirs. I've only seen her when um, she's like the nice girl that all the rich boys fall in love with. And then now she's like, you're a fucking bitch. And I'm like, God damn, the glow up. <laughs> or maybe the glow down. In my sense, a glow up, you know, an acting prowess. And so she's like, you fucking bitch, I'm going to kill you. And Yasmin is like, how are you going to do that? There's no way for you to come here. You know that, right? Or maybe you're already here with me. And we see that she's tied up young Hannah to the wooden chair. And Yasmin says, you have one hour to figure out how the police caught me and why I'm rotting in jail. Otherwise, you said you hated your mom too, right? I'm sure she's going to come looking for you guys soon. We wouldn't want her to end up the same way as your dad, would we? and she hangs up the phone. So Hannah, she starts cursing, throwing things everywhere. She starts grabbing pieces of paper. She starts Googling on her phone, like she got a new phone by the way, um, Googling on her phone, like what happened that day in 1999, like how they found out. She starts writing down and we just get glimpses of small things on the news articles. We see like a, an explosion that happened, two dismembered bodies, um, two bodies found, no, two fatalities, sorry. And then an explosion that had happened, blah, 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 blah. Apparently like there's a knife involved. And she calls Yasmin and she says, okay, this is what happened. There was a junk collector who found the dagger that you had thrown away. There was blood all over it. That was the murder weapon. The junk collector got it from the strawberry field that's nearby. He had found it in a box. He's going to turn it into the police tonight. You need to get there before he finds it in a box, right? So she gives her the address, gives her the location, gives her the time and everything. And so then that's when she starts heading over there. So she's headed over there. She takes Hannah's car, Hannah's family car, Hannah's dad's car. And she's like laughing and she's smoking cigarettes. She gets there and she's waiting for five o'clock, which is the time that allegedly the junk collector got to the junk site or this like building, right? Found the box, then turned it into the police. But we also find it strange because we don't see Yasmin looking for the knife. So it seems like she's probably going to try to kill the junk collector instead of just take the knife and make him not find it. So she's waiting around, waiting for the time. And then she hears a noise outside. So she looks around, she goes outside the building and it's just a bunch of puppies in like a cage. So she's like, damn it. So as she's walking back into the building, the building explodes. Hannah lied. So Hannah had sent her to some, so the junk collector was actually a real piece of evidence. It wasn't that day, a later junk collector would find the knife, but she knew that there was a greenhouse explosion nearby uh -huh. and people died. So she wanted her to be part of it. And so the explosion had happened. She knows what time the explosion happens. So she starts calling the house. She's hoping that young Hannah is going to pick up because I mean, if young Hannah dies, old Hannah's dead. I mean, it's weird. So she's calling the house. Young Hannah picks up and says, please come help me. I think my dad just died here. Please come help me. And she's like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Listen to me very carefully. And then the phone gets snatched. We hear young Hannah crying. And Yasmin says, you almost got me. You almost fucking got me, you little lying whore. And she says, I never, I never thought that you would be capable of doing something like that. How did you ever turn from such a cute little kid to a bitch and she says yeah maybe you should listen to this and she walks over to a boiling water and she says my mom used to say peach wood would help get rid of any evil spirits in your bo body so i'm boiling some peach wood because i know inside of you there's an evil little lying bitch and she walks over with the boiling water and splashes it all over young hannah and we see 
old Hannah, Hannah 2.0 scars coming back on her leg and she's screaming. It's like she can feel all of it. Yasmin also tells her a very pivotal piece of information. She says, you wanna know something else? Your mom's probably on your way, her way over here right now. And you know, I was debating if I should tell you this or not because I felt bad about telling you this, but you know your mom never killed your dad. You little lying bitch, that was you. So we find out that when Yasmin went over there, she looked through the window before she opened the door because she didn't want to get caught like breaking and entering, you know, to save the dad, the day that the dad died in the fire. Mm -hmm. But the stove was off and she saw little Hannah walk over and turn the stove on. So you had blamed your mom this whole time. Why? Did you just hate your mom? Are you such a lying bitch that you don't even know the truth between lies? So side note, I want to mention, I feel like this was a situation where probably little Hannah wanted to eat some food or thought maybe she would turn it on for her dad. And then it ended up killing her dad and probably being a kid, she blocked out that trauma and was able to pin it on her mom. Because you know, being 12, it's really hard to cope with the fact that you killed your dad. And then the mom probably out of love for her daughter did not tell her no. Like that wasn't me. So it doesn't seem like Hannah is actually like this evil person, or at least in my opinion, right? So then she starts screaming, she's crying, and she says, well, just wait till your mom gets here. So now Hannah, Hannah 2.0 is bawling her eyes out. She's screaming, she doesn't know what to do. She's throwing stuff around in the house. And then we see her break into the police station because they're not open right now and find that 1999 journal and she takes it back to the house with her. So she's trying to figure out what's her next move. Like, what do we do, right? She's freaking out. It's not like she can call her mom in 1999 and be like, hey, don't go there, right? It just doesn't make any sense. So then we also see the grandpa find the murder weapon, the junk collector finds the murder weapon inside of a box. At this point, Yasmin had known about it. So he finds the murder weapon, there's blood all over it and he looks scared. He looks like he's about to run to the police station. And then you hear Yasmin say, Grandpa, why do you just nilly nilly, willy nilly go through other people's things? You know, it might seem small to you, but that type of shit really changes people's lives, Grandpa. And she grabs a knife. So we can assume that she killed him too. So 1999, Hannah's mom, she ends up at the police station and she goes to the police officers and she says, please help me. Like, I know my husband said that he was bringing my daughter here to go look at one of the houses that we were looking at, but I haven't heard from him since. I can't get a hold of him. Please, like, could you help me look for him? They write up a police report and that's about it. And she says, that's it? <laughs> like, that's it? And they said, that's it. That's our protocol. I mean, we can try to look for them, but that's it. Uh, Okay, and then as she's walking out of the police station, one of the police officers, the one that had questioned Yasmin about the strawberries, runs out to her and says, wait, ma'am, ma'am, what did you say the address was again? And she gave the address. And she said, okay, wh why don't I go with you and we can ask. So he kind of already knew that some shit was going on in that house. So he was like, listen, I'm probably gonna investigate. Maybe I can get a promotion, right? So they go to Yasmin's house. Now we also see Yasmin burning the murder weapon in 1999. We also see Hannah 2.0 in 2020 sitting there reading the journal in 19, the 1999 police journal and suddenly Yasmin's picture is disappearing from the evidence file. The murder weapon, the knife is disappearing as evidence. So she's freaking out as she's watching this and then suddenly the house that she's sitting in, this abandoned house now is transforming into something else. And she looks around and in the fridge or in the kitchen there's like industrial fridges everywhere. There's uh, purses everywhere, and there's someone in the house. This is still 2020. 
So like, don't get it twisted. It's still 2020. She did not travel to 1999. Yasmin's in the house. Yasmin's in the house because she changed reality so much. Yasmin's not in jail right now. So 1999, Hannah's mom goes to Yasmin's house with the police officer and they're led inside. And Yasmin says, well, you guys just sit here. I'll like bring you some tea, but you can look around. Your husband's not here. They left a couple hours ago. So the police is helping the mom look around. They look upstairs and the mom can be seen looking at that wall, the end of the hallway. But again, they haven't lived in there. And even when they did, it didn't seem like they knew that something, there was like a bunker. So she's just looking around. And finally the police is like, listen, there's nothing here. We gotta go. Her mom is like, oh wait, do you mind if I just call my husband once because she saw a piece of fluff that belonged to her daughter's jacket. So she was like, this is my daughter's, like I know something's wrong. And so she was like, let me just call my husband's phone one more time, thank you, right? And then we have Hannah 2.0. She goes downstairs into the bunker area and this time it's a completely different bunker. It's a serial killer setup. There are tools everywhere, torture devices, that wooden chair is still there but it's got chains on it to chain people to the wooden chair and it's covered in blood. Now we can assume that those industrial fridges upstairs are filled with human dismembered meat. And she also sees a phone and it rings and she picks it up and it's her mom from 1999 calling her husband. But remember phone calls in this house work weird. And so her mom says, honey, like, is that you? And she says, mom, mom, is that you? Mm -hmm. Mom, listen, it's me, it's Hannah. You need to get out of that house. She's killed dad and she's gonna kill you. And she says, what? And she hangs up the phone and the police officer says, did your husband pick up? No, um, that was, that was so weird. She kept saying she was my daughter. We see Hannah 2.0 get knocked out on the phone. And Hannah's mom is like, hello. And she's like, that's so weird. She just keeps saying she was my daughter. And then we see the police officer looking at her and then his eyes go cold and he has blood splurting out of him and he falls to the ground and Yasmin's holding a knife. And so Hannah's mom is, runs upstairs because the front door was behind Yasmin. So she's running away from Yasmin and Yasmin is chasing her down. And then we have this crazy scene where it's 1999, Hannah's mom is being chased by Yasmin. And then 2020, Hannah's being chased by Yasmin in pretty much the same setup. And they end up in the same room. So Hannah's mom had locked herself in the same room that 2020 Hannah is locked in right now. And Yasmin is chasing after both of them with a the knife. And so they're both holding onto the phone and Hannah's mom from 1999 calls 2020 Hannah and she's she thinks it's the police. I mean, she's trying to dial 911, it's not working. And she's like, or Iriku, which is 119 in Korea. And she's like, please help me. Like she's chasing me with a knife. Like she's gonna kill me. And she's like, mom, listen, you need to focus. You need to focus, okay? Why are you still there, mom? Like you need to focus, okay? Is there anything you can use in the room as a weapon, right? And she's looking around and she's like, there's a fire extinguisher. Like I can't, I don't know what to do. Please help me, just come help me, right? And she's like, focus, mom, focus. Find a weapon in the room, right? Like Hannah, 2020, is not even focusing anymore on the fact that she's about to get murdered because if her young, you know, if her young mom can murder Yasmin, Yasmin won't be there to murder her in 2020. So that's kind of like the game plan, right? So she's guiding her mom through this. And then we see her mom do something so dumb. So her mom opens the door a little bit with the fire extinguisher in 1999, getting ready to kill Yasmin when she sees baby Hannah just 
laying on the ground, like young Hannah, right? The 12-year-old Hannah just laying in the hallway. And of course, being a mom, she like throws the fire extinguisher down and goes to hug her kid because her kid's alive. And Yasmin comes up with a knife and is about to stab her. And in this sheer adrenaline of being a good mom, Hannah's mom in 1999 grabs the knife with her bare hands on the blade, prevents it, and does everything to save her kid, which includes grabbing Yasmin and throwing both of them off the staircase railing together. Like she's like, I would rather die than my kid get hurt. So she does everything she can to fall off together, right? And then we just see Yasmin in 2020 break into the room, is about to stab Hannah, but then all of a sudden she's gone. Hannah 2.0 is in this abandoned house. Young Hannah looks over the staircase railing and she sees two women that's just like, right? <laughs> this is a fake story, I can make faces. And then we have this new look where Hannah 3.0, now she goes to the gravesite and she's looking down at a gravestone and the death day is December 11th, 1999. And she looks so sad. And then she hears a voice. Oh, wh what are you wearing? It's cold outside. And it's her mom. And her mom comes over. She's got painted nails. And she's like, oh, my God. And she takes off her scarf and puts it on her. And as she's taking off her scarf, we can see her scars from when she fought Yasmin. So somehow it seems like she miraculously survived, right? And she's like, your dad, if he was alive right now, he'd call you a little kid. Take care of yourself. Oh, my God. And then she's like, mom. And she's like, okay, let's go eat. So then you see this really cute scene of them walking away from the grave, holding hands. And you think that's it. You think this is, wow, what a good ending, right? And then the credits roll. You see 2020 Yasmin pick up the phone and she's talking to 1999 Yasmin. And she says, here's what you're gonna do. Listen carefully. Hannah's mom and the police are about to come to your house. No matter what happens, keep the phone on. Do as I say. We have to make sure it changes. And then we see 1999 Yasmin covered in blood at the end when she fell off the stairs. And they zoom in on her face. And she opens her eyes. Then we cut to another scene of Hannah 3.0 walking away from her dad's grave with her mom. And her mom slowly disappears from the scene. And then we cut to that bunker with someone tied to the wooden chair with a white sheet over them screaming for help. And they take off the sheet and it's Hannah tied to the chair. Is that it? That's the end. They want to mind everyone at the end. Yes. What happened at the end? So we can conclude that probably Yasmin from 2020 was able to change things somehow. But what if the mom survived? Yeah. Then wouldn't they have turned Yasmin in? No, because Imagine. maybe she was able to chase her after she survived. Chase who? The mom. It ends up killing the mom. So the, the synopsis that people think, this is the speculation, the abused became the abuser. So the kind of explanation to the ending is that Yasmin from 2020 helped Yasmin in 1999 and they both fell down the stairs. The mom ended up surviving, but so did Yasmin somehow. She got up, she was able to kill young Hannah's mom. Uh -huh. She was able to kill her that day in 1999. So then now she's disappeared from the future. Uh -huh. And then she kept young Hannah captive all this time. 
because just how she was being kept captive on that chair from her stepmom, now she's keeping young Hannah captive for whatever sick and twisted reason. Maybe she doesn't want to kill her because they have this like weird connection thing that happened mm -hmm. and she wants to torture her in that sense, but it's a really twisted movie now. Yeah. So it seems like that is the real ending. This was really well done. It's really well I've done. I've actually watched movies like this. Yeah. Like two timeline connects. Mm -hmm. But this one's pretty good. I feel like this one's pretty unique. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of like mystery time travel type stuff. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of time travel. I think it's really confusing. I feel like it's almost a little cheap sometimes. Uh, unless you're like the one of the few movies that did it so f***ing well and you're like, oh my god. I think there's a Spanish film that deals with time travel that's you're like, holy sh Like there's never gonna be a time travel movie like this. But like if you could just like f***ing Harry Potter that shit, go back and like save a bird, right? I think it's a little cheap, but this one was done really well because it's not necessarily time travel. There's a open communication between 1999 and 2019, but there's also just past affects future. But you know, Hannah is utterly useless. She can't do anything. Whereas Yasmin has all the power. And then it also asks the question, if you think that someone is gonna grow up to become a serial killer, but they haven't done any of that yet, would you kill them off or let them be killed when they're young? Cause that's kind of like the thing that happened with the stepmom. So she is a shaman and people believe what that meant was that she knew that there was evil inside of Yasmin. So that's why she wouldn't let her out. So she was gonna kill her because she felt like there is no way I can take this evil out of her. Mm -hmm. So it begs the question, would you step in and be like, no, this is an innocent child, you know? Or with that knowledge, would you be like, yes, let's prevent another Ted Bundy? Because it seems like according but to- realistically speaking, nobody knows. knows yeah. yeah. But like if you had the power to know, what would you do? Because yeah. I mean, if you look at the future and all those fridges and all those purses, we can only assume that she had a long life of criminality, like a long life of being a serial killer. Yeah. Many victims. So I don't know. That's it for today's highly requested BAM. I would say that Bluebeard, I did a pretty good okay job at retelling it and it honestly wasn't that spectacular of a movie but this one i did this movie no justice like i'm literally about to go play it on the tv right now for my fiance like it's so it just like messes with your head in like this really strange way so let me know in the comments if you guys have already watched it or if you guys are about to watch it because keep me updated like while you're watching it fucking comment a thread update this is the time now i just find this out or if you've got any alternate like theories, ideas of what has happened, let me know in the comments. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's video and I'll see you tomorrow. Uh